the expression from the music inspired me so much to take risks and it inspired damn near the whole rap game. Hello again, I'm Adam Unz. You may know me as the host of The Opus, and now I'm bringing my own show, The Spark Parade, to the Consequence Podcast Network. I speak with artists and creatives about the cultural artifacts that spark their personal interest and creativity, whether it's music, books, movies, video games, or any other kind of art. I've never spoke about it in this amount of detail. I'm suddenly going, oh my God, I'm blowing my own mind here, Christ. It's, it's actually a giant part of my life. By talking about the things we love, we share and discover insights into our personality and the things that drive us. It's just magic, really. I mean, frustrating and it makes some people angry, but I don't think anyone's ever done anything like it. I speak with people like Connor Robers, Phoenix's Thomas Mars, Chris Gethard, Helen Hong, Adrian Young, and more, so their sparks of inspiration can start a fire in you. I'm grateful for those who continue to put our history and who we are as a people in the forefront and make you see it. Find the Spark Parade wherever you get your podcasts. So Sunday was an incredible day. Mm-hmm. Sunday morning for us in our time, Ego came out yeah. and it was 9 a.m. my time, 7 a.m. your time. And we planned to get up and watch it one time through and then FaceTime each other and watch it again together, um, which was amazing. But oh, it was so fun. I'm glad that we got to <laughs> FaceTime. <laughs> Me too, except at the end of the FaceTime call, Bethany says, all right, well, um, I'm probably going to go back to bed now. And (laughs) she proceeded to fall back asleep for like hours. I want to say at least three more hours, which still is only like after 10, like 1030, maybe her Mm -hmm. time. But still, I was like, how can you how sleep did I do at it? a time like this? You know what I think it was is like when Black Swan came out, I stayed up for hours and that came mm-hmm. out at one in the morning. So mm-hmm. I think for some reason I was just in a really deep sleep at 6 a.m. And when I kind of just rolled out of bed, well, I guess it was 7 a.m., but I still had to get up before 7 to, to mm-hmm. get ready to watch it. Um, but yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty tired, but I loved the yeah. song and I'm so glad that we FaceTimed together. At least you weren't like me and just slept, slept. through <laughs> the entire release completely like I did for Black Swan. I'll never forgive myself. <laughs> no, um, you're okay. <laughs> but in your absence, I took to Twitter to just like absorb all of the ego content that I could. Mm-hmm. And it was so, so fun just interacting with everybody on there and just seeing what everybody had to think and feel about it. Um, so actually speaking of Twitter, since last week, since we, was it last week or two weeks ago? Yeah, it was that last we, week. Last week that we decided to call you guys the listeners iconics. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen so many people like using hashtag iconic to, yeah. or hashtag iconics to connect with other people who listen to the podcast. And I've seen friendships been formed mm-hmm. and new conversations happening. And it has just been so fucking cool. So it is really cool. That's exactly what we wanted to come of the iconic name was yeah. just like giving you guys a group, a little like miniature army group of of people and our own little ecosystem in the army fandom (laughs) yeah and um so guys if you are on social media and you want to connect with other people who listen then just use the hashtag iconic and try to uh, interact with people i looked it up and there's really nobody else using the hashtag iconics so iconics iconics, with an s yeah hashtag subunit iconics i don't know So on that note, welcome back, Iconics. And if you're new to the podcast, I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany. And this is Standing BTS. Yes. Yes. Welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS. What a wonderful hour it is, too. Disclaimer, this is an informative fangirl podcast. That means that we're going to fangirl, laugh, and learn a little bit along the way. Yep, that's right. This is an explicit podcast, though, so if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you. Totally. 
But if you're down for some, all I want to do is sing Map, map of, of the Soul, soul map, map of the All. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> or it's simply impossible not to smile and dance while listening to Ego. Oh my God. It is 100% impossible. <laughs> uh, so if you're down for that, then you are in the right place. Because today, obviously, we are talking about Ego, the outro to the upcoming Map of the Soul 7 album. Mm-hmm. Um, this was released as a comeback trailer on YouTube just a few days ago. But before we get into it, we want to say thank you, Iconics, for being here and for supporting us. It's been so amazing to see your tweets and tags this past week about last week's episode. So thank you for spreading the word and thank you for your feedback. If you would like to support us even further and have access to our Google Docs full of episode notes, important links, and pictures, you can do that by donating monthly to our Patreon at patreon.com slash standingbts. Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standingbtspodcast. Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out weekly episodes. And again, any type of support is super appreciated, even if it is just making a hashtag on Twitter or telling your friend who you also fangirl over BTS with. (laughs) Yeah, it literally like... It brings us so much joy to see those tweets and just to see that you guys are enjoying it. Like, Mm -hmm. it makes it all worth it. So, we are into the month of February, so it's time to announce the charity that we will be donating to, that we will be putting Patreon donations towards, and that we are asking and encouraging you guys to also donate to. Um, And this month's charity is Facing History and Ourselves. Um, We wanted to find something that might be able to relate to Black History Month, Mm -hmm. if we could. It's Black History Month here in the United States. Um, But we also want to be able to find charities that people who live outside of the United States can can still donate to and feel the impact in their own communities. So Facing History and Ourselves uses lessons of history to challenge teachers and their students to stand up to bigotry and hate. This is an international nonprofit serving communities all over the United States, Canada, the UK, and more. They create courses and lessons working with teachers and students all over the world to heighten students' understanding of racism, religious intolerance, and prejudice, which enables students to relate history to their own lives and understand their role and responsibility in a democracy. They integrate history, literature, human behavior, and ethical decision-making alongside innovative teaching strategies to promote historical understanding, critical thinking, and socio-emotional learning. All of this Mm -hmm. are things that I personally am so, so passionate about. Mm -hmm. Bethany actually found this charity, but once I started reading about it, I was like, we have to do this because being a teacher and just knowing that seeing like kids in my classroom every day that need to build these skills on historical understanding, critical Mm -hmm. thinking and socio emotional learning. These are what lay the foundation of a productive, successful member of society Mm -hmm. and will also help enable young people to grow into adults that are just well aware of what's going on in the world and what has gotten us to this point. Yeah, I really, what I love about this whole charity is that it really brings in the component of history and like learning from the past and really understanding what's happened in history around the world relating to these issues and how we can learn from it and to continue moving forward and bettering ourselves and bettering just society as a whole. And yeah, I think it's just a wonderful, wonderful nonprofit organization. And I think it's perfect for Black History Month. And I also think it's perfect for also reaching like international um, levels where we're it's not just here in the U.S. that this Mm -hmm. this charity is for it's for around the world so please join us this month in donating by clicking on the link in the description or by going to facinghistory.org all right So here's an overview of this week's episode. Obviously, we're talking about the outro ego, which is J-Hope's outro. So we're going to be 
analyzing and fangirling over ego. And so just to kind of give a layout here, we're going to do some introductory information on the song. Then we're going to get into the production of the song where we'll talk a lot about the feel and the vibe of the song. Then we'll get into the lyrics and what J-Hope is telling all of us as armies and things that are kind of going on in his own head and like his ego, etc. And then we'll get into the music video, which will have tons of fun fangirl moments, but also some some theory stuff, too. Mm-hmm. A little bit here and there. And then, of course, if we have time at the end, we will brush on some content of the week. But no promises this week, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so getting into some introductory info about this song, um, I thought we could just start by talking about ego. Um, we've had the opportunity to talk about persona and shadow. So let's dive into the concept of ego. And for us, I feel like we have a unique conception of the idea of ego as Americans because mm-hmm. we often hear the term big ego or we hear the ego as being negative. Um, people with like a boisterous or bloated personality are often described as having an ego and just it's just the way that it's typically typically spoken about in our culture it comes off narcissistic and it comes off unflattering and it's kind of a turnoff when anyone has this kind of quote on big ego it's just like they're like the greatest person ever and they have all these strengths and nothing is wrong with them Etc. So yeah, that is definitely mm-hmm. what, at least in our society, how we interpret the word ego. Yeah. So this definitely affected our own initial reaction and bias about the word. And knowing what the title of the song was, we had some ideas about what we thought it might talk talk about or what it might sound like. And we really thought that it would be kind of along the lines of what we've been getting so far from this album from Black Swan and Shadow, like a little bit darker. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we actually get into learning about the psychological expression of the word ego, that conception changed a little bit yeah so from a psychological standpoint the ego is much much different so according to young the ego represents the conscious mind as it comprises the thoughts memories and emotions a person is aware of the ego is largely responsible for feelings of identity and continuity and so This is just kind of a quote or a definition from Sal McLeod, and it's um, just going back to Carl Jung's teachings um, in psychology. So yeah, really, this definition of ego is more about the conscious mind, just things that we're aware of, whereas like the shadow was more of the unconscious persona was about the the way that we present ourselves in different situations around different people, uh, having various kind of personality type traits. Um, Mm -hmm. But the ego is everything that we're that is more forward, a little bit more on the forefront of our minds. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like mm -hmm. the ego could be like what comprises your personality, what you know about your personality, what you know about your own thoughts and feelings, your day to day Mm -hmm. memories, your day to day kind of uh, attitude, I suppose. The very conscious, the very like Mm -hmm. when you go into a new situation and they say, Hey, share a fun fact about yourself or share a little bit about yourself. Those things that you can quickly offhand just recognize. Mm -hmm. So in our Google doc, if you guys are a patron on our Patreon, you can have access to it, but there is a chart that brings a little bit of context onto how the ego and shadow and persona and self are all kind of intertwined with like consciousness, unconsciousness, uh, personality, collectivity, uh, just how we interact with the world and how it impacts our, our understanding of self. Mm-hmm. And really what's I think important about this is seeing that the persona is like right in front of the ego as in the persona is what you show to the world and you have different personas for different situations. The ego is like your projection of how you see yourself, how you see yourself and what you're conscious of with yourself. And then yourself is like in the middle and the core of who you are. It's like the balance Mm -hmm. between the ego and the shadow. And then the shadow is of course, like we talked about, that's like your subconscious, your Mm -hmm. unconscious, what you're not sure about. So just seeing this chart, it made me think 
if they're following the pattern that they've been following for the last couple albums, I'm wondering if there's going to be a third album, like a third release in this Map of the Soul series, and if that could be self, because Mm -hmm. they did Persona. They're obviously addressing Shadow and Ego both in this album. It's going to be a full album, so it's going to be pretty big, so I wonder if they would do a third one and title it Self. I mean, there's a lot of of hinting at the word myself in ego Mm. that we see. So we definitely see self being brought up in the lyrics and in the music video for ego. So Mm -hmm. potentially. So true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So getting into the production of this song, uh, we found that this song was produced by Adora, J-Hope, Hiss Noise, and P-Dog. I say Adora because we hear Adora in there, and I can't imagine that she's just vocals on it and didn't work on it at all. If you look up online, all you can find is like Hiss Noise and P-Dog, but we know that these other people worked on it as well. Um, For this episode as well, we found a reaction video from the producer Joey Nato on YouTube um, that again, just like with Shadow, he was able to provide us some vocabulary um, and we kind of got some background info about what we're hearing, style of styles of music and what's going on. Um, so if you're interested in a more in-depth production, you can go watch his music or his YouTube video about it. Um, he, in his video, just a quote that really got to me, he says, as someone who makes music their self, this song kind of just makes you want to break all the rules to music. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I thought that was fucking cool. I love that. Mm -hmm. So I described this song. I think we described this song as fast, funky, groovy with a bubbly tempo. Um, Joey Nato said that this song has 90s written all over it and mm-hmm. it's not quite a hip hop beat going on but it's also not quite a house beat if you've like listened to house music um, they're using the drums that you would use in a trap beat and for a trap style song but they're doing it the actual rhythm of the beat is a combination of a classic hip hop beat and classic house music beat which makes it sound modern and retro at the same time because you're using classic style beats with a very new style of drum Mm -hmm. um and i just think that this is so j-hope like this is very much his style using that like like his roots of hip-hop and house music like that's what he would originally dance to and then incorporating the new of the trap i just love it yeah i love it too and just how you were describing it earlier it's super fast very funky groovy bubbly i mean all of those words i think when i went in to go listen to it for the very first time I just felt like my, I was so exhausted listening to it, but I felt like my heart was beating out of my chest because it is so quick and upbeat and the tempo of it is just kind of all over the place and Mm -hmm. yeah, very, very groovy, super fun to listen to. It's just, it's just ear catching for sure. Yeah, so they have like this groovy bass line going on and then contributing to the kind of fast funkiness and making it feel bubbly and excited and full of energy. There's these electric pianos or maybe Wurlitzer pianos, which is a stylized type of piano used in music production. Um, Joey Nato also heard specifically two trumpets he was like it sounds like it could be one trumpet but you can tell that one is playing an octave above the other one but they blend the two trumpets together very well that's hard to distinguish Mm -hmm. between the two yeah harmonizing harmony is a huge thing in the production of this song there's a lot of harmonies going on Mm -hmm. as well yeah and I love the trumpets and I think that was really just a shocker for everyone I didn't expect there to be trumpets and oh just the whole the whole beat of the song the the melody everything is so different from really anything celebratory it does sound celebratory definitely Mm -hmm. um but like you were saying there is a very clear harmony that goes along with the melody and J-Hope, there is so much of a melodic rap going on and J-Hope does his classic ad-libs throughout like the woos and woes and all of that stuff that that goes along with it, which just adds to the energy and the excitement that's being brought when he's delivering the song and rapping the song. 
Yeah, for sure. He's he's using his ad libs also like the kind of way that we talked about during his Hope World mixtape where he uses some vocal noises as instruments a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like he'll record himself making a certain sound and he'll add that into the to the beat or mm-hmm. you know as a as a place filler in the song, which is just something very much J Hope. Like we don't have Nam June or Yoongi doing that in their music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, another thing that we wanted to mention about the production of this song is the contrast between the main verse and the verses, the pre-chorus and even the chorus tempos. Like they all change mm-hmm. up so much from one another. Uh, it almost feels like we're in like a different time measure or something because it's it's really like you can you can feel the difference between the verses, the pre-chorus and the chorus. Uh, but it all works really well together and they all blend Mm -hmm. smoothly and transition well one into another. Like there's the pre-chorus, especially, I feel like it really kind of slows down a little bit in tempo, Mm -hmm. but then you go into the, the chorus where it's like, do, 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 do. It's just, you know, so upbeat and, and quick and fast. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, then when they get into the second verse, we get like classic j-hope rap totally his style his sound and then that trumpet that we were hearing earlier is like muffled or filtered in the background so when it comes in for the chorus it doesn't completely go away and drop out afterwards they just kind of bring it into the background but we still feel that that excitement kind of peeking through oh yeah definitely Uh, And then as we get into the last chorus, you can hear this clapping being added. And for that last chorus, it is nothing but complete hype it it's gonna be so good for concerts and mm. the energy I just can't imagine the energy in these stadiums whenever this is gonna be performed I'm getting chills and oh my god I'm getting just so excited just like thinking about it yeah I mean it's just <sighs> everyone everyone in that whole stadium is just gonna be in pure bliss just so happy and euphoric and just chanting this all together uh yeah the the last chorus there is 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 super fun and energetic mm-hmm. just completely full of energy and then yep. we also in this last chorus hear these beautiful runs and harmonizations from adora oh she wow we stand a queen adora she deserves more credit she does, but I think she likes she likes her privacy and she kind of likes does. being just a part of the production and not really um, out in the spotlight, which I mm-hmm. admire and we definitely respect. But yeah, we definitely hear those female vocals coming through. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing that we want to say about the production is just on Twitter, we saw a lot of Brazilian armies saying that this song is a lot like, has like samba feels to it mm-hmm. and... Uh, what we we ended up doing a little bit more research into it, and Carnival starts February twenty first, which is the release of this album, and it's like a cultural celebration in Brazil, mm-hmm. which. It's just so, I don't know if that was on purpose. I really don't know with Big Hit and BTS, but it's been... like what they planned. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I think it's just really interesting that, you know, it's it's cool to to see and, like, armies from Brazil just saying, like, oh, yeah, this is, like, samba music and all of this. And seeing that there was this ego samba challenge that started on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And I love seeing all the people, all the armies on Twitter who are just, or Instagram or wherever, posting videos of themselves dancing to ego and videos of them, like, reenacting them as, like, as children whenever they were like celebrating their birthdays or whatever it you mm-hmm. know it's I'm sure it has made J-Hope so proud and so happy to see armies celebrating and it, just really enjoying ego to its fullest through through these means yeah carnival is like such a it's like it, I mean it's it coincides with Mardi Gras it's you know Mardi a Mardi Gras celebration times a million it is such a huge Mm -hmm. party and celebration and uh i just love the idea of this song being included Mm -hmm. yeah yeah 
So getting into the lyrics of this song, um, who they are written by is currently unknown. I scoured the internet far and wide. Um, no clue yet. Probably won't know until the album comes out and we can actually look at mm-hmm. the the notes about it. We can only speculate that it's at least J-Hope. Um, we got our lyrics today from Genius Lyrics and also uh, we looked at Dual Set Bang Tan. Uh, we linked both of those in the doc as well if you'd like to check them out. Um, firstly in the song, I think what everybody was super excited about was the intro where they say, we are now going to progress to some steps which are a bit more difficult, which of course is a sample from BTS's debut trailer from their intro track from their first album, Too Cool for School. So mm-hmm. just at the beginning of this song, which kind of sets the tone for the themes throughout the rest of the song, J-Hope is throwing it back and acknowledging the beginning of where he came from. Mm-hmm. And that was definitely intentional, bringing and mm-hmm. starting off with that we are now going to progress because it is from their debut trailer uh so we get into the first verse and we already are kind of being brought to the past uh j-hope says i go back every day to me of yesterday the life of giving up I let myself go away. So this is just him. It's like he's reflecting back on where he's been, what he's done. He's looking over the years. Um, He's going back to his childhood. He's going back to uh, just the beginning of BTS and the years of development throughout BTS. And so I do think that with this first verse, we're just reminiscing on the past a little bit um, Mm -hmm. to kind of just gain understanding of oneself. Yeah, uh, which makes sense with the intro that he had. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to point out the line that says, time rushes ever forward, no ifs, buts, or maybes, almost forgotten memories return. Um, Because just to me, as an adult, like that time rushes forward, it's so true. Like you think, oh yeah, there's so much time in the day, but everything goes by so quickly and there's no ifs ands or buts about life and Mm -hmm. it's just one of those things that I feel like you hear your parents tell you as you grow up and now it's not until you are an adult in your mid-20s that it really hits you that you know you just have to get shit done and deal with it and just Mm -hmm. do stuff you know and there really is no there's no excuses it's just how life is um so I think he's just kind of acknowledging that yeah yeah you keep moving moving forward. forward things keep things keep going on even if like I think part of it is like he's reflecting on his past but it's just like you can't get hung up on those things either because no matter what no matter how much you want to fix or solve something like time is going to keep going forward Mm -hmm. so in this first verse as he goes on he says nothing that will change so I lock it up again close how much love how much joy soothe myself and stay calm alone and what we kind of interpreted this last little bit of the verse as is like kind of a little bit of acknowledgement towards the shadow uh, mm-hmm. saying I lock it up again and soothing myself and calm myself alone so we kind of think that there's this acknowledgement of the darker side of ourselves the shadow part of ourselves but like putting it away and staying calm, cool and collected. And Mm -hmm. uh, I think this is just, you know, it's the ego talking now where it's like, oh yeah, that's there, but I'm going to put it away for now because, you know, things keep going forward. I got to keep, you know, going on. I think this song has a lot of uh, self-assurance, a lot of confidence, Mm -hmm. which I think is a lot of what the ego kind of represents. Yeah. And then it's almost like in the pre-chorus and the chorus, the ego comes completely out because in the Mm -hmm. pre-chorus, that's when he starts saying, yeah, I don't care at all. Choices by my fate. So we're here. Look ahead. The way is shining. Keep going now. So this is just him saying, yep, all of the choices I've made in my life have gotten me to this point and look at where I am and Mm -hmm. look at who I am. And this is also that point in the song where the tempo switches up. Mm -hmm. It had been really fast in the first verse and getting into the pre-chorus. It's this Mm -hmm. huge huge tempo change where it's so much slower it kind of calms us down and 
Yeah, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> chill this out. And so you go from like dancing, like bouncing around and a lot of shoulder movement and moving your hands all around to just sliding and relaxing and kind of feeling yeah. at ease. And it's that kind of that again, the self assurance. Yeah. And then in the chorus, he says, that way, 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 wherever my way, only ego, 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 trust myself. And this just is trust just. Myself. Yeah. Sorry, I can't help but to sing it. So I know, good. you can't help but to sing it. You're like talking about the pre chorus. I'm like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this is just a continuation of the pre chorus. Uh, He's going his own way, uh, ego. He's letting that self-assurance, that self-confidence really drive him forward and trusting himself and trusting ourselves that uh, no matter what can hold us back, like the the bits of shadow that might bring us some self-doubt, those ideas of different personas and really feeling maybe confused about who we are. Um, this ego is like, yes, I'm going to trust myself, go my way and do do what I need to do or what I want to do and really just trust that things are going to be okay. And that, you know, in the end it's all going to work out. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. So then we get into verse two, the second verse, which is like Kayla, you and I both love the second verse. We love the second verse. And I think you all love the second verse too, because damn Hosok. But, um, (laughs) uh, in the second verse, he says life, not of J-Hope, but Jung Ho Sok flashes by. It must have been full of regret with no hope till I die. My dancing was chasing ghosts, blaming my dream, asking why I live and breathe. Oh my God, 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 uh, time goes by. And I, I you know, when I first saw these lyrics, the, the contrast between Life not of J-Hope, but Jung Ho Sok really made me think of Persona when mm-hmm. Nam June says RM Kim Nam June. This like, mm-hmm. I can't imagine having these two identities kind of things. But this is J-Hope, or I should say Ho Sok acknowledging like he's not talking about the life of J-Hope. He's really thinking about the life of Jung Ho Sok, who he was born and raised as. Mm-hmm. Um And he, you know, just kind of goes in to talk about like his dreams and the way that he's been living. Um, And just, you know, there's kind of there's so much that has happened and just kind of these these dual personalities that have that Mm -hmm. have gone on side by side. Yeah. And I think it's just kind of the exploration between the difference in how he how he sees Jung Ho Sok and J-Hope and um, just kind of that contrast in the difference of lives and thinking about, yes, I've been J-Hope for the past seven years, mm-hmm. but I was Jung Ho Sok before that. And um, incorporating kind of those experiences and those feelings and who he was then into what he knows about himself now. Mm-hmm, yeah. So he continues verse two by saying, and I guess I just love this quote so much. I actually tweeted it the morning that the song came out. Um, but he says, seven years of anguish come out. Finally, oppressions all resolved into my heart comes answers from my most trusted. Only one hope, only one soul, only one smile, only one you definite answer to the truth of the world only one and unchanging me right especially the second half of that Mm -hmm. the only one hope only one soul only one smile only one you and also just like knowing that this is the one true truth of the world that you are the only you you're the only you Mm -hmm. the only the unchanging you and no matter what you go through no matter what your life experiences are the ups the downs the good the bad um you are still yourself you know and all of those Mm -hmm. things affect you and you bring those with you and you carry them positively and negatively Mm -hmm. um but this is the ego saying you know there's one hope one soul you can just smile be you and i just think that it's beautiful Yeah. And this is just kind of something I'm thinking about now that I hadn't really thought about before, but there is a lot of repetitive, only one, only one, only one, only one, only one Mm -hmm. and unchanging me. 
And it makes me think back to just the the first part of the second verse where he's like thinking about J-Hope and Jung-Ho Sok separately, that maybe this is a conclusion of like this this fear that he may have had of like having two different identities, but really this is like the self-assuring ego saying like there is only one you and that mm-hmm. like Jung Ho Sok and J-Hope are one and you know yes. and, and I think that is how J-Hope has really felt recently where he's he's really encompassed the idea of of hope he's really encompassed his stage name of J-Hope as as himself and what he wants to be and how he presents himself yeah he said I think it was in burn the stage that he said he didn't always have this hopeful optimistic view of life Mm -hmm. but when he became J-Hope he kind of grew into that and he Mm -hmm. felt you know like he had this name to fulfill and -hmm. at that time if you're not that person that can be you know huge shoes to fill Mm -hmm. but in that because he focused on that he probably felt some sort of like this isn't really me or I'm playing some sort of character or persona and I think in this verse he's accepting that like the Mm -hmm. choices that he's made in life the decisions what he's done everything has led him here to where he's at and Mm -hmm. it's all been him it's all him regardless of what you're calling him J-Hope Jung Ho Sok it's him you know Mm -hmm. and so I think that again that's a self-assuredness that this is who he is Mm -hmm. and it makes me think about you know all of the times in our lives that we've made decisions and everybody makes so many different choices of where they're going and what they're doing with life um, that got them to where they are today Mm -hmm. and I think you have to accept yourself for your past and you know and have confidence in your future and have confidence in your future and have confidence in that the past you where you have been has prepared you for who you are today and that Mm -hmm. you are ready and capable and you know dealing with it and awesome yeah definitely it's just making me grin ear to ear thinking about it like what a blessing and how perfect was it that uh, Namjoon was given the intro persona and Yoongi was given the interlude shadow and that this outro ego so well suits J-Hope and Hosog mm-hmm. as as a whole. Um, that, that confidence and, and self-assurance that we all kind of really need to embrace more. I think maybe it is at the beginning of the episode when we talked about just like ego and how at least in the in the states how we interpret the ego is this like boasting negative thing but maybe it's something that we've seen negatively that we've pushed away or ignored mm-hmm. and it's made us live lives a little bit less confidently or a little less mm-hmm. self-assuring and that maybe we should be embracing the ego a little bit more and saying like you know what this is how I feel and I'm going to go with it. And this is what I want. This is the decision I want to make and not have that hesitation Mm -hmm. um, behind it. Yeah. Isn't that sad to live a life without confidence and without being self-assured? I think it would be so wonderful if we could feel that confidence in our decisions Mm -hmm. and that confidence in ourself to know that we have the wisdom and to know that we have the knowledge Mm -hmm. to, you know, make the right decision and just, you know, to, to live a self-assured life. And I think that he's done that very well with who he's become over the past seven years mm-hmm. and everything in his life that led up to him joining BTS and mm-hmm. becoming this massive global success that he is. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. So Fuck, I just love this song. I do too. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, so lastly, we get into the outro here and he says... Way I trust, way I go, become my fate, became my core. Hard it was and sad it was, still reassured and made me know myself. Uh, Which is just, oh my God. It just wraps up everything we were just talking about. It's the epiphany of Map of the Soul. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) It's It's the the conclusion. Yeah. yeah, it's the it's the claim yourself, love yourself, accept yourself, you know, re, be, feel assured that you know who you are mm-hmm. because you've explored the map of your soul. Still reassured and made me know myself. I mm. think that might be my favorite lyric. 
I love that. I love that. <laughs> and then, of course, it rounds out the outro with what is totally a fucking anthem. It is an Map anthem. Map of the soul. Map, <laughs> Map of, of the them all. all. That's my ego. ego. That's my ego. That's my ego. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I just, um, I find those lyrics to be so impactful and so meaningful. And mm-hmm. I think that they did such a great job. They did. They did. So, as far as the music video goes, um, this music video, of course, is titled Map of the Soul 7 Outro Ego Comeback Trailer. It was released on February 2nd, 2020, and it was directed by Edie Yu Jong-ko, who is a woman. Hello. And Yay. she has previously worked on GFRIEND MVs. Um, we also wanted to tell you guys, because this is such a big part of the video to us, um, there's a lot of text and words that come up in the video, mm-hmm. and we feel like they're so prominent, and it's not something that we got in Persona or Shadow, and it's something that we feel like is very J-Hope style. Mm-hmm. So the typography design was by Sunny Studio, and the illustrator was Hell Dog. So we just wanted to give them a shout out um, because we thought that their work was an interesting addition to yeah, the music video. Yeah, and it's hard video. not to notice when you're watching is all of the, the word art and everything that's put into the, into the video. So mm-hmm. we're going to just get into some of those must-talk-about moments, analysis, fangirling moments uh, throughout the music video. And we're really just going to start from beginning to end. So mm-hmm. at the very beginning... We see a reverse montage of all of the BTS music videos. And then more specifically, as we get to the earlier eras, we see a lot more J-Hope focused images, especially from like Danger and Boy with Love, Boy in Love and No More Dream. So we end up after getting that montage, getting a side profile shot of j-hope and it reminds us so much of a side profile shot that we get in airplane part one which is from Mm -hmm. uh, j-hope's uh mixtape yeah mixtape then we get into right after that we see j-hope walking through this neighborhood and this neighborhood is just like a mixture of everything it's a collage of all these different places like you get suburb fields you get city feel you get mountains and palm trees and i mean just any sort of area around the world you can think of just collage together and it looks mm-hmm. like what we want to call hope world that that yes. this is just his world and it's a mixture of everything and really it's like i think because it was done on a green screen j-hope looks a little like a video like he's in a video game or something or, you know he doesn't it's mm-hmm. quite animated in, in a sense but he's yeah. not animated but yeah yeah um this is definitely j-hope's world and we're all just living in it so that's the dream (laughs) (laughs) so next in the video he falls down onto a bed of grass and after that he is suddenly in a hospital gurney which of course makes us think of hyyh makes us think of i need Mm -hmm. you makes us think of all of the storylines that go along with him and Jimin being in a hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, he's getting on this gurney. He's getting rushed through the hallways. And then he is revived by defibrillators. So what was interesting, what stuck out to me was right before he gets revived by the paddles, he sings How Much Love. And on the little heart rate monitor screen, it says that also. As if the thing that gives him passion as he's singing mm-hmm. how much love the thing that gives him passion and love is also reviving mm-hmm. him which is only in my mind because we just talked about black swan so i'm thinking like this revival is like an opposite of first mm-hmm. death that they feel if they lose their passion and now he's like full of this love and this passion that's giving him a, a, new, a new life, life almost. yeah or even when you just think of the words passion and love you think of the heart you think of you know, it, you're, you're just this reviving this, the, the heart being mm-hmm. ignited. Yeah. Yes. Um, after this, we get the wonderful, wonderful pre-chorus where J-Hope is in a car looking 
motherfucking oh. fine. Like, oh my God. Um, <laughs> he's cruising down Highway 7, which is only fitting, in his classic red hot rod style car with a license plate BTS 13613, which is their debut date, if you all didn't catch it. I'm sure you all did. Mm. Um, but man, he looks so good. He's got that comma haircut, which if you haven't checked out our forehead episode, you totally should. Um, but the comma haircut is really just like his full like side forehead is fully exposed. But that curl on one side of his hair mm. is just, it's so handsome and charming and like, sexy and gorgeous and everything you would ever think oh, just forehead to the max he looks gorgeous so fucking good to be in, to that, be in that car, car. to be to in see that him car drive by. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to, to just see him randomly on the street fainting immediate fainting oh god okay anyways um so <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite moments from this this shot of him driving down Highway 7 in this car is you kind of get this like outside perspective like looking through the windshield of the of the car and you can see J-Hope looking out at the road in front of him but he like changes his his stare from out to the road and like gazes over at the camera and it's like kill me just fucking illegal. kill me. <laughs> oh I, my gosh. It is yeah. too much. He looks so, especially because we're transitioning from the super hype, very upbeat tempoed verse. And now we have like this calm and the way he's groovy. looking at us, it's like sexy mm. and groovy and ooh, goddamn, he just yeah. looks so good. So as he is driving down this Highway 7, we see these massive stone letters stuck in the terrain, which for both of us immediately made us think of the dark and wild What Am I To You comeback Mm -hmm. trailer, which we covered in an episode I don't even know how long ago. Um, But in that comeback trailer, they have these cell phones that are stuck in the ground like gravestones and the effect that these massive stone letters reminded Mm -hmm. us of that um these massive stone letters spell a couple different things we can see my hope trust myself and ego those are the three most easily distinguishable things although i'm sure that if you spent enough time you could decipher some Mm -hmm. other words in there um after the highway driving we get to see him on the just one day set which if you guys remember it's just super simple like a white background and a spotlight and he's in a classic just one day outfit with like a cardigan and he just spends the majority of the first chorus dancing in this area Mm -hmm. Um, and this is a good time to bring up that most of I think all of the dancing they made it seem like all of the dancing in this video that he does is just freestyle dancing no like this literally that's how good he is that they're gonna produce I'm sure and a very expensive music video with very high production value Mm -hmm. and they're like yeah with the dancing uh just wing it you know Mm -hmm. feel the music dance like it's I mean and it's like he's putting on a performance we can think about what he would be like performing this live with how he dances in this but I just think it's so amazing that He's freestyle dancing yeah. the entire just time. Just so talented. Just showed up on set for the music video and freestyled the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Incredible. So after this, we get the incredible, I think, most iconic <laughs> part of the video is when we see J-Hope just remaking a childhood birthday photo and he's in the exact same clothes from this childhood birthday photo that they have and like we have all seen this birthday photo before it was even put into the music video and also it's February so 
Hobuary. It's Hobuary. Yeah. Uh, so it's just so fitting that this song was released in February and that there's this reference to his birthday um, in the music video. So he's in the exact same clothes. Like, I don't know if they just had some sort of clothing artist come in and just ma- just completely remake this outfit. But he gets into the exact same position where he's holding a birthday cake and he leans over and he smiles all big at the camera. Hey. And he's just so happy and cute and just, oh my God, like it's like the most endearing, cutest thing ever. Um, God, everybody yeah. melts. We all melt when we just see J-Hope's full mm-hmm. smile like that. Oh, mm-hmm. It's just the best. Yeah. So I just have to add in here, the whole J-Hope birthday cake concept is just a common theme that we see with Hosok throughout a lot of videos. Like we see him holding a birthday cake in the Love Yourself Her highlight reels. We see it in the fake love teasers. We see it even a little bit, this kind of like distorted version in the Daydream music video. I don't know if it means anything, but it's very interesting considering like the the kind of HYYH storyline and stuff, which we're not really getting too much into today. Um, but there's a lot of people who have theories about it. So uh, it's just interesting mm-hmm. to look at. Yeah, for sure. Um, so going from there, he goes into the second verse. And in this video, the second verse is very blood, sweat, and tearsy. Mm-hmm. Um we get to see Hosok in this velvet midnight blue robe and he has a white turtleneck with a high ruffle mm-hmm. collar and his his hair is like pushed forward down all over his forehead, mm-hmm. which is very much a Blood, Sweat and Tears mm-hmm. era style hairstyle. Um, behind him, there is this antique altar that's placed perfectly to line up so that the uh, like a gold altar decor kind of fans out like a gold crown mm-hmm. above his head and I'm sure that this was purposeful definitely intentional oh my god if there's not crowns in this hit track that comes out I'm gonna be pissed because I feel like <laughs> there's been so much hinting to like these fucking crowns so mm-hmm. if there's not I, I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I might quit. So <laughs> we're going to quit. <laughs> I'm going to fucking quit. Um, also in this scene, there are these tables with candelabras and just luscious purple fabric draped about. Um, and then sitting on the altar, we see multiple different religious symbols. We see like a Mother Mary. We see a Buddha bust. And then when J-Hope is saying, oh my God, 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 mm-hmm. um, we see like these ancient gods flash on the screen, except for they're painted as J-Hope, as those ancient gods, in a Renaissance style art. So we see Odin, the Norse god of war and poetry. We see Mithras, the Iranian god of sun and justice. We see Zeus, the Greek god of sky and lightning and thunder. And then we also see Osiris, the Egyptian god of the underworld and judge of the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're wondering who those four were, that's who they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... After this scene, we get into J-Hope walking back out on the street and he passes a store called Hope's Record Store. And inside you see kind of a lot of album art of just from Hope World and Chicken Noodle Soup, Wings, all the Love Yourself albums, uh, Young Forever. There's even one that kind of looks like it says Airplane, but it's kind of not clear and I it's unfamiliar to me. So I'm curious if any of you know what it is, but I'm like, oh, is that hinting? at another album or another mixtape or something but who knows uh, so it was really I, I when I first watched the music video I really noticed all of the album arts in that like on display in the windowsill mm-hmm. and then we have to talk about Jay's Taylor um, so he enters this like tailor shop and he is just looking at himself in the mirror he's in this amazing black suit it gives me like 
major, yeah, black tux. It gives me like major Grammys vibes. Um, he just looks, first of all, I have to say, he looks so fucking hot. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like head cocked back a little bit, inspecting himself, looking confident. You can feel that confidence. You can see like his amazing jawline and his incredible neck. Mm-hmm. And He's every just so I keep fashionable. God, so fashionable. Mm-hmm. Um, but this really made us think about like the ego. Like he is looking at his reflection. It's like he's looking at his ego in the mirror. And um, this is just an interesting comparison that we saw floating around on Twitter. Um, In the comeback trailer for Persona, we see Namjoon with this huge CGI'd version of Namjoon that's his larger-than-life RM Persona. And Mm -hmm. they are very, like real life Namjoon is dwarfed by this persona Namjoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in shadow, we see Yoongi on the stage and then also his shadow on the ground again at um, uneven levels. They're not on the same mm-hmm. level. But then for ego, J-Hope looking at his ego in the mirror, they're at the same level. Um, so there isn't this inadequacy or this imbalance in the relationship in the ego, um, which I just thought was a very interesting um, kind of aspect of it. And I think it makes sense when we're thinking about the relationship between the three concepts. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this sounds dumb at all, but like it's almost like persona is something, you know, just that the persona was bigger than the Namjoon. So I wonder if the persona is something that you want to be or hope to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, ego is something that you are and can that you that you can see that you are. And mm-hmm. the shadow is something that you desire not to be something that you like almost look down upon yeah 100 percent. yes 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 (laughs) (laughs) so honestly my favorite part although the car j-hope in the car is like super sexy and incredible but the part that i think j-hope looks the most fine is when he transitions from jay's tailor and goes into this secret room behind like this closet wardrobe that he kind of just like moves the wardrobe away with his hand like mm. ooh, this secret room clue au anyways um <laughs> Hosok, when he walks into this room it's almost like the, like there's water on the side of this walkway and it's really just dark dim lighting but then you see like all these floods of like bright neon lighting kind of that shines on his face this like flooded red or flooded purple and any shot that you get of him in this room he just looks so sexy and gorgeous and appealing Mm -hmm. and just absolutely stunning yes Mm -hmm. i mean this is just like the hosok of today that we're just you know i feel like we spend the whole video looking back and he's kind of uh emulating previous eras and styles and you know like with his outfits and with what the music video is showing visually and then once we get into this room and he just looks so fucking hot Mm -hmm. i just feel like this is current day you know he's just being himself it's that like true ego coming out Mm -hmm. like oh god all of these angles he looks incredible oh 100 um a few things that we kind of want to talk about as we kind of wrap it up here. Um, there's a part where he's driving like on the highway and you kind of kind of see him shift gears like he's going into like he's in like Fast and Furious. He's just picked up the speed like he's race carring through his way on this highway. And you see behind him driving away from all of these these signs on the highway saying like this way to the future, this way to, you know, whatever. But you can see that he's driving away from it. Like he's driving away from the future and he's driving towards my way, which is to us, I think, really symbolic of like he's not thinking about the future. He's not thinking about the past. He's just taking the path that he wants. He's taking the route that feels right and is is true to himself. And and I think that's a lot and encompasses a lot of what the song is talking about. I agree. And I love that Mm -hmm. concept of not worrying about it does not help to worry about the past or the future and him just choosing to make his own way, I think is an incredible and important and difficult choice to make, Mm -hmm. uh, regardless of, 
how that's going to turn out for you. I think that he's showing and talking about that he has the confidence and the self-assuredness to do that and to just follow his own path. Yeah, definitely. Um, but we also see a lot of shots of just Hosok wearing this like smiley face shirt and all these fireworks going off behind him. He kind of just flickers in and out of the images of him dancing, freestyling. Um, and then at the very end, we get a large downtown city area with all of these lights spelling out hope and ego, army, my way, trust myself, a lot of the things that we've been seeing throughout the video, but it's on display on these signs, which reminds me a lot of Boy With Love and the signs that we see in there. Um, But we see J-Hope like on big screens and just smiling and you see him kind of looking out at it all and he kind of smiles back at us at the camera and it's just like so self-assuring and you feel at ease and you feel nothing but happiness and warmth and and just like everything is gonna be okay mm-hmm. yeah um i just love the ending of this song we think about the 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 trumpets and we think about the outro that sounds it's very anthem like the lyrics are mm-hmm. and we're seeing visuals of fireworks and smiley j-hope and mm-hmm. he him just sitting there soaking it all in and it's ending on a very celebratory excited happy note which i think is amazing for this to be the outro of this album just knowing at least where the interlude is and we're assuming the interlude is somewhere in the mid-range of the album or even just knowing that black swan is somewhere on there like I am just, after getting to the end of this song, I'm just so excited to get the full album and to go on this journey that it's obviously going to take us on. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited for the album when it comes out. Uh, Mm -hmm. J-Hope did such a wonderful job with this song. And it's such a hype, fun, motivating song that really, if you're having the worst of days, just listen to it. Oh my gosh, just listen to it. And, and, you know... In under 30 seconds, you're going to be dancing, which is just going to make you feel good. And you're going to be smiling and your mm-hmm. hands are going to be in the air. And then you get to sing along with J-Hope and, you know, mm-hmm. how could it be better? Yeah, truly. Yeah. Mm. So as we're wrapping it up here, I guess we have time for content of the week this week. And we just really want to briefly talk about the Grammys because it was really such a big deal and such a successful accomplishment for BTS um, in their journey. Um, And so it's it's meant to be talked about. And so there's Mm -hmm. a lot of controversy around the Grammys because really the Grammys are kind of whatever. And it's, it's a big deal here in the States. And I don't know why it's such a big deal that this is like the ultimate music award show, but that's kind of the name it has for itself. So for Mm -hmm. BTS to have been invited to present an award last year was such a huge honor, but this year they were actually able to perform at the Grammys And a lot of people were really upset because they didn't get their own stage. They were a part of a mixed stage um, with Lil Nas for Old Town Road or Soul Town Road. Um, But Mm -hmm. ultimately, and Kaylee, you can jump into if you'd like, but we're we're just proud of them for coming this far and that this is really just a stepping stone. Uh, I think a lot of what BTS does, it's really hard for them to break through and be fully appreciated here in the United States for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you know, it's not an easy task and there's a lot of prejudice and stuff here. So for them to have been on the Grammy stage, I think is, is a huge honor. And, you know, we supported them, we watched them, we cheered them on and they did such a great job. I mean, they were yeah. only on the stage for like 15, 30 seconds and they totally blew the show away. <laughs> it was longer than that. It was way longer than that. But, um, I think what we cannot forget is that BTS is the first Korean act to perform at the Grammys. Mm -hmm. They're also the first act to perform at the Grammys who was not nominated for a Grammy. Mm -hmm. So I think that is monumental in its own right. That is glass ceiling shattering in its own right. 
you can be upset that they didn't get their own stage but honestly it's been like over two weeks if you're still mad you need to look at yourself because I mean I'm sorry but like it I mean at this point it doesn't matter that much like no no they're gonna they're putting out so much more music this year last year they put out one album and it was way in April so it wasn't the impact of it wasn't felt throughout the entire year like we do with like we feel with BTS like for example with like the love yourself and speak yourself tour so Mm -hmm. there's hope for next year um the grammys there is a lot of controversy about the voting process and how antiquated it is and yes it's just such an institution in the states that for bts to have any amount of success in the realm of the grammys i think we should still be really excited about um regardless of what we feel they deserve because we're always gonna feel like they deserve more than what than what they get like of course that's just what this life is yeah 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 beautifully put (laughs) um so, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode, um, about ego and we'll be singing this song forever and ever. Definitely forever. at least until <laughs> come back when we get some more music. Mm-hmm. Um, But if you enjoyed this episode or if you enjoyed any of our previous episodes, there's a few things you can do to let us know. Uh, We love hearing from you on social media. Um, We love when you tell people that you enjoyed it on social media. That means so much to us. And then um, you can also email us. Let us know what you think. Uh, Email us. Ooh. Ooh, it's almost the deadline by this Friday. If you're listening right when this episode comes out, you might still have time to send in your being an army story, which we are putting out next week for our Valentine's Day yeah. episode. So if you have not gotten the chance yet to send it in and you still want to send one in, you might still have a little bit of time. The cutoff is February 6th. Mm-hmm. Um Use Iconics, hashtag Iconics on Twitter, uh, meet new people, interact with us. And as always, you can find links for all of those things in the description. In the description. Thanks for listening and thanks for standing BTS.